like oil upon your feet like wine for you to drink Jesus the entrance of his word giveth light the eyes of your understanding are about to be enlightened get set for the word which will change your world for good Christ palace expressing his love displaying his power and now Dr. Mark Every drop is gone. life is spiritual some people are inside determining what happens around your life but the reason why you got born again is to be a participant of life to decide what happens around your life in your neighborhood when you are born again when you get born again you must not be a toy of the enemy because you have received power hallelujah now, when you get born again, you belong to the church. Say the church. I'm talking about the church and the city of refuge. When you get born again, you belong to the church. And the church, I explained to you the other day, the church is the inn of God. We read about the story of the good Samaritan. And we talked about the church is the hospital. But the church is also a city of refuge. Numbers chapter 35 verse 9. Numbers 35 verse 9. Are you blessed? Yes. Thank you, Jesus. And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel and say unto them, When you come over Jordan into the land of Canaan, then you shall appoint you cities to be cities of refuge for you, that the slayer may flee there, which killed any person unawares. And they shall be unto you cities for refuge from the avenger. Say the avenger. the avenger. That the manslayer died not until he stand before the congregation in judgment. Alright, go to Joshua 20 verse 1 to 6. The same thing is repeated there. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord also spoke unto Joshua saying, Speak to the children of Israel saying, Appoint out for you cities of refuge. Whereof I spoke unto you by the hand of Moses. That the slayer that killed any person unawares and unwittingly may flee there. And they shall be your refuge from the avenger of blood. Say the avenger of blood. The avenger of blood. And when he that doeth flee unto one of those cities. Shall stand at the entering of the gate of the city. And shall declare his cause in the ears of the elders of that city. They shall take him into the city unto them. And give him a place that he may dwell among them. Verse 5. And if the avenger of blood pursue after him, then they shall not deliver the slayer up into his hand, because he smote his neighbor unwittingly, and hated him not before time. And he shall dwell in that city until he stand before the congregation for judgment. And until the death of the high priest, that shall be in those days. Then shall the slayer return and come unto his own city and unto his own house, unto the city from whence he fled. Amen. Amen. Now God is speaking to Moses. And when Moses died, he came back to Joshua and repeated the same thing. That for example, if I'm, I'm, I'm holding a gun, okay, and I don't plan to shoot this wonderful man, I'm just holding a gun, then I, somewhere, somehow, he gets shot. I didn't plan. I was just maybe shooting into the sky. Then the bullet came and hit him. What I've done is that I have killed a person. And maybe the relatives of this guy will come after me. So that I will not die because I didn't plan to kill the guy. It's just by accident. I have to run to a city called the city of refuge. Because if I don't get there, the relatives of this guy, they are called the avenger of blood. They are coming to kill me to avenge the blood of their brother or their relative. But the moment I get into one of those cities, there were six of them. The moment I get there, they cannot come and kill me. Are you with me? If I kill the guy and maybe I wanted to steal something from him. He's my enemy and I kill the guy. Once I get into the city of refuge, I'm disqualified because he's my enemy. I'm a murderer. The law must deal with me. But this time, He's not my enemy. It's just by mistake. Maybe we're playing on the field and I, I, I just knocked him somehow and he died. I didn't plan to do that. But what I must do is that I must run into the city of refuge. 
And he said, I must stay into the, in the city of refuge until the high priest dies. Hello? When the high priest dies, I must leave. But as long as the high priest is alive, I should stay there. Say the city of refuge. Now, understand that when you read the Old Testament, the Old Testament is what is called the shadow of the New Testament. When you study the Bible, you find out every portion is talking about Christ Jesus. But the Old Testament is in what is called types and shadow. For example, when we find Joseph, Joseph is a type of Jesus. Okay? Because they sold Joseph for 30 pieces of silver. And they also sold Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. So Joseph was talking to us about Jesus to come. Are you with me? Joseph was a deliverer. He saved his family from famine and from destruction. Jesus too came to save us from destruction. So the things which happened to them in the Old Testament is, is a type or a shadow for telling what was to come. For example, Abraham had Isaac. Isaac, came, Isaac was born, the only son of Abraham. And God said, go and sacrifice to me your only son Isaac. And God comes on the scene and said, Jesus was his beloved son, the lamp of God. And God came to sacrifice Jesus. So Isaac was a type of Christ Jesus. Do you understand? So this city of refuge which God provided for them is a type of what God is providing for the end time church now. Are you with me? Now who is the avenger of blood? Psalm 8 verse 2. The avenger of blood is the devil. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thy enemies that thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. Say avenger. So when we talk about the avenger of blood in Joshua 20 and Numbers 35, we are talking about the devil. The avenger of blood is the guy who is trying to pursue and attack the guy who has run into the city of refuge. But the moment you enter the city of refuge, the avenger of blood cannot have his way with you. And when you get born again, God has pushed you into a region, a place called the church. Because the church is the city of refuge. And as long as you are part of the church, the avenger of blood cannot have his way around your life. Listen to me, Satan, the devil, his cause, as long as you belong to the church, should not be able to have their way around your life. He said you shall be there as long as the high priest is alive. Now Jesus is our high priest. He died already and now he's alive. Jesus is not going to die today nor tomorrow. So as long as Jesus is alive, you belong into the city of refuge and the avenger of blood cannot have his way around your life. Are you with me? But when we come into the New Testament, what is that city of refuge? The church of God is the city of refuge. One day Jesus was talking in Matthew 5 verse 14. He was talking to the believers and he was referring to you and me. The Bible said what Jesus said, when he speaks to one, he speaks to all. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Say a city. I can't hear you. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Now, he's speaking to them. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hid. The light of the world is the city. And that city is set on a hill. Now, when we talk about the church, understand that we have what is called the corporate church. Where everyone born again is part then you are the individual church. Do you understand? The church is corporate. All of us, we form what is called the corporate church. Then one person forms the church also. So when you go to work and you are the only Christian there, you are the church in that office. In your family, if you are the only Christian there, you are the church in that family. But if 25 of us belong into that business, then we form the church over there. So that individually you are the light of the world. And together we are the light of the world. In the same way, individually you are a city set on a hill. And together 
we are a city set on a hill. Now somebody is saying, how can one person be a city? You can be a city. Hello? Hello? Jeremiah 1 verse 18. Say, I'm a city. Listen to me. You are bigger than your body. You are bigger than the, the length and breadth of your size. Hello? Now, this is God talking to Jeremiah. God was not talking to 25 people. He was talking to just one person. And he said, For behold, I have made thee this day a defense. Oh, you are not in church. Are you in church? How can God make one person a defense city? He said, today I have made you a city. Can you imagine that when you get up and you're putting on your suit or your dress to go to work, you are a mobile city. Say, I'm a mobile city. No. Say, I'm a city. Unless we don't believe what God says. But he said, he looked at Jeremiah and said, Jeremiah, from today you have made you a defense city. Say, I'm a city. You are a city. You are bigger than what you think. You are too big. Ecclesiastes 3, 11. The Bible said he has put the world eternity into the hearts of men. God lives in eternity. Eternity is a region which is limitless. And that eternity is inside your heart. How big are you? He had made everything beautiful in his time. Also, he had set the world in their heart so that no man can find out the work that God maketh from the beginning to the end. Give it to me in the NIV. At least you know the world. Say the world. So where is the whole world? No, you don't believe it. Where is the whole world? Is it true? The whole world is inside your heart. So your heart is not the four-chamber structure which pumps. No, your heart is bigger than that four-chamber structure. He has made everything beautiful in his time. He has also set eternity in the human. I like the way he said human heart. Somebody might be saying, he's talking about angels. He said human heart. Eternity is in your heart. Now, if the whole of eternity is inside your heart, you can know how big you are now. Say, I'm bigger than what people say. The reason why we come to church is to have the mind of Christ. Because till you have that mind, you live the way everyone is living. Because all your life they told you you are small. You are useless. You can't make anything. How can I make the ends to meet? The ends are not meeting. No, you are bigger because eternity is inside your heart. Then he looked at Jeremiah and said, I've made you a different city. Say, I'm a city. The reason why I make you confess is that the more you confess, the more you become conscious. And the foundation for all expression is in consciousness. By confessing, you become conscious of it. What you are not conscious of, you cannot express. Say, I'm a city. Just this thought must take away any inferiority complex in your heart. Any littleness, smallness, fear. Some people are always hiding because all their life they told them you cannot make it. You don't qualify. You are useless. You are helpless. No! God said you are a city if you are born again. You are a defense city. Hallelujah. So the church of God is a city. He said this city is set on a hill. The church of God is that city we have come to. But what is that city we have come to? That city we have come to is called Zion. Say Zion. Say Zion. Say Zion. What was Zion? Zion was the stronghold of David. Okay. Let's read Second uh, Samuel 5, 7 to 9. Glory be to Jesus. Are you blessed already? Are you blessed? You come for the word of God to win the battles of life. So as you come to church, you have been empowered to survive and stop the activities of the enemy around your life and to deliver others from what they are going through. Nevertheless, David took the stronghold of Zion. 
the same is the city of David. So Zion was a city of David. True or false? Zion was a city. Zion was a city. Say Zion was a city. First Kings 8 verse 1. Ba, 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 ra, ba, deke, deke, deke. Then Solomon assembled the elders of Israel and the heads of the tribes, the chief of the fathers of the children of Israel, unto King Solomon in Jerusalem, that they might bring up the ark of the covenant of the Lord out of the city of David, which is Zion. So the city of David is called Zion. All right. Now when you get born again, the Bible said you have come to Zion. Hello? By now you should know that Zion is a city. And when you get born again, you have come to a certain city. It's called Zion. You are not going to Zion. You have arrived in Zion. Hebrews 12, 21. And so terrible was the sight that Moses said, I exceedingly fear and quake. But ye are come unto Mount Zion. And unto the city of the living God. The heavenly Jerusalem to an innumerable company of angels. He is talking about where you have come and the beings you have on that city or on that mountain. Hello? He said you have come to Mount Zion. This Mount Zion is also called the city. Say Zion is a city. So the Zion which was the city of David. Now spiritually it has become the city of the living. Oh, you are not here yet. When David was around, Zion was his city, so it was called the city of David. But now, this city is not the city of David any longer. Spiritually, it's the city of the living God. Because God longs to live in Zion. Because David was living there, it was called the city of David. But now God lives in Zion, so it's called the city of the living God. Psalm 132 verse 13. Are you here? I want you to live here. And as you are going, you know that you are living in a city. It's called Zion. And you are too defended, too powerful, too mighty. All right, let's read together one, two. Did you hear that? God has desired Zion for his habitation. God wants to live in Zion. For he has chosen Zion. Verse 14. This is my rest forever. Here will I dwell, for I have desired it. So where, go, where does God live? Where does he live? God lives in Zion. So we go back to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22. And he said, ye have come to Mount Zion, the city of the living God. Now you know why it's called the city of the living God. Why? Because that's where God lives. Spiritually, you live on Mount Zion. And that is where God lives. You are with Christ Jesus now. When you got born again, what happened to you was that you entered a city. And that city is called the city of God. The living God. The city of the living God. And that place, God lives there. Now he's going to talk about the beings. But you have come to Mount Zion. And unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels. So where you are, there are companies, groupings of angels there in Zion. The angels of God, they live on Mount Zion. No Christian should fear one minute in their life. You didn't hear that. All your fears are baseless. Your fears are a function of your ignorance. You don't know the amount of angels who are with you. One day, Elisha and his servant Gehazi, they, they were in a room. And Gehazi woke up early because he, I believe Elisha didn't sleep that night, so he was still sleeping. And Gehazi went out. When he went out, he saw that they were surrounded by a whole army. Can you imagine two people, a whole army? The U.S. Army came for just two people. He said, hey, boss, we are dead. We are in trouble. We are in trouble. What, what are we going to do? Then Elisha got up and started laughing. The same army. One is laughing. One is. The problem is not what you are looking at. The problem is what you don't know. Can I repeat it? 
can find two believers. They all go through the same situation. One will collapse under the pressure. One will be laughing. The problem is not because of what you went through. The problem is what you don't know. For lack of knowledge, my people are destroyed. Gehazi is crying. We are in trouble. We are in trouble. Elisha said, oh God, help this poor boy. Let this poor boy see what is around us. Suddenly, the Bible said that Gehazi's eyes opened. When his eyes opened, he saw the mountains. They were full of chariots of fire. How they gave Bababaha. I'm sure Gehazi started laughing. He said, hey, boss, I know why you are laughing. I now know. I now know. Listen to me. It doesn't matter where you go. They can put you in the midst of hell. He said, if you go through the waters, I will go with you. When you go through the fires, I will go with you. It doesn't matter where you go through. You are surrounded by company of angels. The church is not for beggars. Even if you were a beggar and you came to the church, you must change that your beggarly mentality. Why? Because you have come to the place where God is not only God. God came with all of his angels. You have come to Mount Zion, the city of the living God. The church is not the place where I just want to go to church to satisfy my conscience. No, 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 no. By the time you are leaving church, you must be walking like this. Ah, why? Why? Because you say that you are in a company of angels. Hallelujah. If you know the power you carry, the dominion you have, the might you have, the last year you cry will be the last one ever. There's no mountain too tall you cannot fix it. There's no situation you can overcome. In the name of Jesus, anything which is disgracing you, I curse it in the name of Jesus. You have come to Mount Zion. Say, I'm in Mount Zion. Right now, I'm in Zion. The city of the living God. That's where I live. Next verse. To the general assembly and the church of the first. Now you know why Zion is the church. Because Zion is the church of the firstborn. Who is the firstborn? Jesus Christ. You belong to the church of the firstborn. And the church of the firstborn is called Zion. Say, I belong to Zion. But somewhere, somehow, they didn't tell us when we were in Sunday school. They just told us that, uh, no, 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 no. Which are written in heaven. So that when you belong to the church of the firstborn, your name is written in heaven. Say, my name is written in heaven. One day the disciples went out and he said, Jesus, when we went, the demons were listening to us. When you said demons out, they were going out and they were excited. Jesus said, don't worry. This is a small thing. Be excited that your names are written in heaven. Your name is written in the book of life because you live in Zion. Now, you should not believe this when you are sitting in church. But where you need it the most is outside church because outside church is where you face the challenges of life. And if you can face the challenges of life with this mentality, you can change anything. I said you can change anything. And to God, the judge of all. You have come to God, the judge of all. God is always with you. You have come to God, the judge of all. I am in Zion. I've come to Zion. I'm in Zion right now. Who are you right now? Zion. Tell somebody you are in Zion. Tell somebody, stop marching. Actually, when you start marching, you'll be marching out of Zion, not to Zion. <laughs> now, you see, we believe our emotions than the word of God. But when you come to God, you see, when you go to school and you, they tell you, this guy is a professor emeritus, and he writes a paper, and you are a first-year student, you don't go and pick that document and say, I want to read and mark the professor emeritus paper. Do you understand? You, they just admitted you. You just finished your matriculation. And they said, this guy wrote a book. He's a professor emeritus. Actually, he invented this strategy. Then you pick his book and say, no, the guy is wrong. No, he can't. He, no, no, no. No, you won't do that. The moment you start reading, you start memorizing because you know that he's the standard. When you go to the doctor and they draw your blood, after maybe 30 minutes, they bring a report. Hey, 
Your sugar level is, is, is off the roof. They won't tell you the figure. It's over the roof. Hey, your BP is too much. Your, hey, your, 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 your CA level, they will give you a certain figure. Then suddenly, you came laughing, but suddenly you start shaking. When they were doing the results, were you there? No, no. Talk to me now. Were you there? Do you know whether they made a mistake or not? But some way, somehow, you believe it. You were not there. They gave you lab results, you believe it. You didn't fight it. Now look at me. God has spoken about your life. And you, instead of believing, you are arguing with God. God, how can I be on Mount Zion? How can I be on Mount Zion? You believe St. Luke's than God. You believe Bank of America than God. Because you don't have the audacity to argue with, with the doctor. But you have the audacity to argue with God. The Bible says, whose report will you believe? Believe what God said about you. When you are born again, you have come to Mount Zion. I have angels with me now. There's no amount of convincing you can convince me to tell me I don't have an angel. No. Where I go, God goes. Because he's always with me. It's not possible. Even if I go to hell, God will be there. Because he said, I am with you always. I don't have to feel like it. I just have to believe his word. Are you with me? The church is the city of God. It's the city of refuge. You have come to a fortified place. A place where you are empowered, you are energized for victory all the time. The church is a mountain. Say the church is a mountain. Say the church is a mountain. Now, when you live on a mountain, you are far above, true or false? True or false? You look down on all the troubles down there. You look down. The next time you have any situation, begin to look down on that situation. Begin to look down on the situations of life. Look down on them because you live far above. Where you have come to Ephesians 2 verse 6. Let me show you. Ephesians 2 verse 6. I want you to enter the coming year with audacity. Refuse to fear. I refuse. I don't care what I hear or what I go through. I refuse to shake. And had raised us up together. Do you understand raise? Raise is like this. Raise is not like this. Hello? Raise is like this. And made us to sit together where? In heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Next verse. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. You have been raised to sit together. Ephesians 1, go to verse 19. Ephesians 1, verse 19. Say, I'm, 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 I'm seated above. I can hear. Say, I'm seated above. I am seated above. Go to verse 18. Let's start from verse 18. The eyes of your understanding be enlightened that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us was who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Now I'm trying to explain to you Ephesians 2 verse 6. Christ is seated in heavenly places places he has been raised far above say far above far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this world but also in the one which is to come oh god come 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 when jesus died the bible said god raised him from the dead and seated him far above so this guy is seated far above all these people here, he is far above principality, power, might, dominion, anything which can be named. Then God came and came to you, the believer. Ephesians 2 verse 6. And has raised us up together with Christ. So that actually when Jesus was going up, you went up with Jesus. And you are seated where? Far above all principality, power, might, dominion, and everything which can be named. Right now, do you know where you are? You are far above principality, powers, dominion. They are under your feet. The highest the enemy can jump is 
can go is under your feet. The troubles of life, the situations of life, the highest they can go is under your feet. Ah, somebody said, I don't feel that way. You are not meant to feel that way. You are meant to believe that way. I'm far above. I am far above. Say, I'm far above. I am far above all principalities. I like the word all because the last time I checked, it meant all. It means everything excluding nothing. All principality, principalities of finances, whatever which is princip all principalities and powers. All principalities and powers. I am far above them. Say, I'm far above them. Say, I'm far above them. Take your seat, please. Say, I'm far above. You must begin to talk this way because that is the only way to go. You must begin to think this way because that is the only way to survive life's pressures. Because the avenger of blood will attempt to come against you. Now listen to 1 John 5 verse 19. The Bible said the whole world is lying in wickedness. That's what the Bible said. The whole world is lying in wickedness. I don't know if you don't hear stories. But you should know that... <laughs> There's evil all around us. And if anyone tells you that I'm going to pray to change the wicked around, it won't. It will get worse. How do I know? The Bible said it. And we know that we are of God. We are of God. And the whole world lied where? In wickedness. The whole world is lying in wickedness. Because the whole world is lying in wickedness, that's how come when you get born again, God will put you into a city of refuge. So that you are in a city of refuge, you are surrounded by wickedness, but wickedness cannot touch you because you are in a city of refuge. The whole world, the whole world, Psalm 74, verse 20. But when you live, people should know that you are a Christian by your ways, by how you operate. They should know. When they are crying, you should not be crying with them. Actually, you are their deliverer. Hello? Have respect unto the covenant. For the dark places of the earth are full of the habitations of cruelty. Have respect to the covenant. What is the covenant? The word of God. Have respect to what we are sharing. Because the dark places of the earth are full of the habitations of cruelty. And the Bible said, in the end time, in Daniel 12 verse 9, in the end times, wickedness shall abound. Wickedness? Hello? Since you cannot tell where the next wickedness is happening, because that is not your duty, you must begin to preserve your life. You must begin to believe God's word that in the name of Jesus, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And he said, go thy way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed to the time of the end. The end time. Next verse. Many shall be purified and made white and tried, but the wicked shall do Oh, I want to be sure you are in church. The wicked shall do. They are wicked. But the Bible said they will do more wicked. That's what the Bible said. Your concern is not what the wicked will do because they will do. But you must come to the place where you know that you have come to Mount Zion. The city of the living God. The heavenly Jerusalem. To an innumerable campaign of angels. To the spirit of just made made perfect. Somebody can look at you and say, I don't like you. I'll frustrate your life. Hey! And you live in Zion. Say, no, not me. Not me. Not me. Not me. We shall see. We shall see. We shall see. If anyone tells you, we shall see. Tell them, we shall see. We shall see. But you, you sleep. You have, you see a cockroach. You can't sleep again. You see a, a snake. Uh, that one, for one week, you won't sleep. You should get angry that you saw a cockroach in the first place. Which cockroach dead entered my dream? That cockroach must be punished. Just for showing up in my dream, I will punish you. Do you understand? You have come to Mount Zion. Say, I've come to Mount Zion. Say, I live in Zion. 
Zion is my resting place. Say, I live with God on Mount Zion. So that when you come to Zion, you have come to a city. You have come to a city. The church is a city. The church is a mountain. Isaiah 25, verse 1. Isaiah 25. Now for the sake of, for, go to verse 6. And in this mountain, which mountain was he talking about? When you go to 24, verse 23, he mentioned Zion. Then the moon shall be confounded and the sun ashamed. When the Lord of hosts shall reign in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem and before his ancient gloriously. So he was talking about Mount Zion. Now come to verse, verse 6. And in this mountain shall the Lord of hosts make unto all people a feast of fattings. Where you have come, you have come to a festival. A feast of fat things. When you come to Mount Zion, you must be feasting all the time. Now somebody say, Pastor, what you are saying is not real. Because we go through life issues. Did I say that you don't go through life issues? No. But what I'm saying is that, thou shalt prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You are going through life situations and yet you are feasting. That's what I'm talking about. No, I'm not preaching that everything will go well for you. No, they won't fire you from work. Oh, you are bad news. No. Situations will come. I'm telling you. The Bible said, two guys built their house. He said, when the rain descended and the winds blew, so the rains will fall. There will be storms around your life. But that is not the situation you must give your attention to. You must give your attention to the rock on which you are built. He said you are on, on, on Mount Zion and God will prepare for you a feast. Go to Isaiah 33 verse 20. We'll come back here. Say Zion is a city. Look on Zion. The city of our So in Zion we have what is called festivals. That's how come he said in this mountain the Lord shall prepare for us a feast of fatting. Fatting. Good meat. <laughs> Say I have the good life. Say I am ordained for the good life. Do you understand that in the garden there was no trouble to the, the devil appeared? Can you imagine that? Just imagine there was no devil around. Do you know that your life will be good? It means the plan of God is for you to have peace. And now you must be a distributor of peace. When you have a feast of fastings, what happens is that you eat, you eat, then you pick some and say, ah, these people need help. That's how come the church must be a place of power. Where we are preserved, then we begin to preserve other lives. That company, when they lose you, they are in trouble. Have that mentality. No, no, no. When they lose you, have that mentality that you are the security of that company. You are the reason why that company is moving on. Believe it. Someone say, ah, if you believe what I'm sharing, that's the way to think. Ah. Do you know that King Nebuchadnezzar wanted to kill all the magicians, the soothsayers, the, the, all, all of them because they couldn't interpret his dream? Thank God for Daniel. Because Daniel was there, nobody could die. Daniel went to the king. King, king, hold on. Give me two days, okay? Don't kill anyone. I will bring you your answer. Can you imagine that if they, they, they are not employed Daniel, just imagine how many people would die. Listen to me. The neighborhood you are living in, you are the security of the neighborhood. When you are there, the devils cannot fly in that neighborhood. When people sit in your car, they are in the safest place in the world. Why? Because they enter your Zion, you carry Zion, you establish Zion all around your, your world. Listen to me. If you don't believe this, I don't know what you want to believe. If I told you the way the devil is fighting you, only God can help you. You say, ah, pastor, you are preaching. Yeah, it's too hard. Pastor, I think you are preaching. But that one won't change you. It won't change you. What will change you is what God said. God said you have come to Mount Zion, the city of the living God. You must not run by the economy of the world. Don't move by the economy of your family. Move by the economy of Mount Zion. 
Because in Mount Zion, there's overflow. There's surplus. It's a feast of fat things. Wines on the lease. You have come to the city of our festivals. Let me see what the message Bible will say. The same 33 verse 20. Maybe you are here and things have gone wrong because you didn't know. By this knowledge, you can change everything which has gone wrong. I said, by this knowledge, you can change everything which has gone wrong. Just take a look at Zion. Will you, will you center our worship in festival feasts? I like it. Message Bible will put everything together. Festival feasts. Feast your eyes on Jerusalem, a quiet and a permanent place to live. No more pulling up stakes and moving on. No more patched together, lean toes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Say, I've come to Mount Zion. I, I live in Mount Zion. Now, when you live through these doors, your bank account, the situations of life will start talking to you about something else. It's not true. How can you believe it? The way you are struggling, it's not possible. No, 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 no. You are struggling. Man. When it starts. Doing that one, you must begin to talk back at it. Begin to use this information and speak back at it. Let the weak say, I am strong. I live in Mount Zion. I'm protected. I live in fast things. My name is coming up for favor and opportunities. I am the one they want in this company. In the name of Jesus, I live in Mount Zion. Anything is possible if only you believe. If only you believe anything is possible. He said you have come to Mount Zion, the city of our festivals. Isaiah 60 verse 14. Mm. Say I'm blessed. If you pick this word, the word of God is a weapon. Go out and work the world. Work it. Work it. It's a, you work miracles. The Bible talks about the working of miracles. Miracles are not just happenstance. You, you just go do it to them. No, you begin to work it in the name of Jesus. You work it. From today, I get $10,000. From today, I marry by, work it. How? By the word. By the word. You create your world to live in. How did God create his, his world? By his word. For by faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. If you have the word of God in your mouth, begin to talk, I live on Mount Zion. I live on Mount Zion. In the name of Jesus, I live on Mount Zion. I have a festival of fattens. In the name of Jesus, I will never lack again. Because where I live, as you begin to talk that way, ah. the sons also of them that afflicted thee shall come bending unto you. Can you imagine all your enemies who, who begin to bow before you if you live in Mount Zion? And all they that despise thee shall bow themselves down at the soles of thy feet. And they shall call thee the city of the Lord, the Zion of the Holy One of Israel. What is your name from today? They said they shall call you the city of the Lord. The Zion of the Holy One of Israel. Can you imagine your name? They shall call you the city of the Lord. Say, I'm the city of the Lord. How can the city of the Lord be miserable? How can the city of the Lord be helpless? How can the city of the Lord be helpless? No! I am the city of the Lord. When they ask you, what is your name? Say, my, my father gave me Mr. Ebo, but actually God gave me the city of the Lord. My, my, my father gave me phobia, but I'm called Zion. I am called Mark Zion. That is Martin Zion. Mali Zion. I am called Zion. We are all Zion because we have come to Zion. I am Zion. Ah. Say, I'm on Mount Zion. Say, I live on Zion. I eat Zion. I think Zion. In the name of Jesus. Now, so this one becomes your spiritual reality. You go through one ignorance to the next one. And you don't know why you belong to the church. Because the church is the church of the firstborn. It's called Mount Zion. Now, why do we come to church? Psalm 84 verse 7. I'm closing now. This Zion I talked about, it works by knowledge. Say, it works by knowledge. So you know it, it won't produce for you. And now thank God that you are receiving knowledge. They go from strength to strength. Every one of them in Zion appeared before God. 
when you appear in Zion, what happens? You move from strength to strength. Did he say from strength to weakness? Everyone who appears in Zion moves from strength to strength. Why? Because you have appeared before God. The reason why we come to church is to appear before God. <laughs> when we come to church, know that you have left the presence of God. And your strength has moved from another level to the next. You move from grace to grace, from glory to glory, from favor to favor, from promotion to promotion. In the name of Jesus. Everyone. No one is exempted. Everyone. Whether the baby, the girl, or the boy. They move from strength to strength. Everyone that appeared in Zion. They go from strength to strength. Everyone that appeared in Zion. Now, how do they go from strength to strength? Because in Zion, you are fed with knowledge, and knowledge produces strength. Proverbs 24, verse 5. The last weakness you felt will be the last one ever. Hmm. A wise man is strong. And a man of knowledge increased in. They go from strength to strength. But a man of knowledge, that's what increases in strength. The reason why we go from strength to strength in Zion is because we are fed with knowledge. And the moment you get knowledge, you get strength. And your strength increases. If you can feed on the knowledge of the word of God, you cannot be destroyed. For lack of, the Bible says, for lack of knowledge, you are destroyed. But for lack of vision, you perish. Okay? The reason why you must not perish, your marriage, whatever about you must not perish, because if you can go in the knowledge of God, your strength will increase. Then you can face life's battles and win all the time. Do you know why you go to a church? The reason why we come to church is to be fed with knowledge. That is the first thing Jesus asked Peter when he wanted to send Peter. John 21 verse 15. The first thing we do for you in church is not to pray for you. Pray for you comes after feed you. <laughs> when they had dined, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than this? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto them, Feed my. Did he say, Pray for my lambs? Oh, I can't hear you. Did he say, Pray for my lambs? Someone said, then I won't pray for the church again. No, you pray because there's another verse where it talks about prayer. But the first thing Jesus said was, feed my lambs. We come to church to do what? To feed. Next verse. He said to, he said to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He said unto him, yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, feed my sheep. Second time. Next verse. He said unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus said unto him, feed my sheep. The church you must go to is a church that feeds. How? Jeremiah 3 verse 15. You are blessed. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And I will give you pastors according to my heart, which shall feed you with what? Knowledge and understanding. The role of a pastor is to feed with knowledge and understanding. Pray for me is number two. Pray for me is number three. The first assignment of a pastor and a church is to feed. If you, do, if you go to church and you are not fed, you wasted your time. Because that was the purpose. Why do you get fed with knowledge? Because they go from strength to strength. Because the knowledge will produce strength. Because a man of knowledge increases in strength. When you come to church and you receive knowledge, you must go like this. You, you come to church deflated. By the time you are leaving, you must be flying. Devil, come here. Devil, come here. Devil, come here. <laughs> because you came with strength. You want to deliver the strength before you empty it. By evening, it is gone. So you want to give it to the devil right after service. Why? You are fed with knowledge. You are fed with knowledge. That is the goal of the church. And that's what we must look for in this church. One of the things I pray for God, God, please give me fresh food for the people who come every day. Because that, I, we can come. 
And we can, I can prophesy to everybody here. But when you go, it won't change you. What will change you is the word. I'm telling you. What will change you is the word. But at times, there was one guy who had asthma, okay? Now, when the asthma attack came, he go to one hospital, which was the general hospital. When he gets there, he will stay in the hospital for maybe for two days. But the food of that hospital was very bad. Okay? But there was another private hospital. Most of the time, they don't have specialists there. But when he gets there, the food there was very good. <laughs> Hello? Now, when he gets to, the, the mom is taking the guy to the general hospital. He said, no, take me to the other one. When he goes to the big hospital, he will stay there for two days. The asthma will just reverse. But the food is no good, so he doesn't like that one. But he'll go to the other one where he, he can stay there for a month and miss school. But the food was good. I like the food. He's sick. Oh, he can die at any time. But I enjoy the food. Now let me reverse it to the church. At times you can go to a church, everything will be good, but the food is bad. When you go to the hospital, what you need is not food. It's what? Healing. So the guy was being a fool because he was looking for the wrong thing at the wrong place. What he needed to decide which hospital to go to was the healing, not the food. If you want good food, you go to Red Lobster or sit at home and they'll cook for you. In the same way, when you come to church, your priority must be what? The feeding. Did you hear me? When you come to church, your priority must be what? The feeding. That is not to say that all the others doesn't matter. No. There are other factors which matters. But the number one goal God expects from the pastor and from you is that were you fed. Clap for Jesus. When I have 10 minutes, I'll make sure I preach before I do whatever I do. Because when you do whatever you do, people will forget it. But the word, they can't forget it. After several years, the word will produce testimonies and results. And today, God has come to you with fresh food. That you live on Mount Zion. From today, you cannot be ordinary. I said from today, you must not be ordinary. Every situation which is not consistent with Zion, I curse it in the name of Jesus. From today, let the light of Zion manifest about your life. Let the healing of Zion manifest about your life. In the My coil upon your feet Like wine for you to drink Jesus Dr. Mark has just deposited into your hands the truth to your glorious and best life ever. Meditate on these things. Give yourself wholly to them and your progress and success will be evident to all. Connect with Dr. Mark at www.thechristpalace.org or email Dr. Mark at cpimhouston1 at gmail.com. And best of all, come hear the man of God live as you worship with us at Christ Palace International Ministries, 15152 Bel Air Boulevard, Houston, Texas, 77083.